everyone has something to share and either wisdom, story, or logic. And it's clearly amazing to hear all the differing missing links discovered by people unique to their own journeys and in how they have come to discover them. Together, we can help to build a bigger picture for a better future, for a brighter tomorrow. Let's stand united. Let's remove the veils and let's create a new world together. Are you that missing link? Join Jesse Hale on the Missing Link Talk Show as he helps to unveil the mystery through the unique wisdom and store of others. Only on Real Welcome, 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 welcome everybody back to the third Missing Link on our Missing Link Thursdays here. Um, we have an amazing uh, person, someone who's been on the Missing Link a couple times before and just doing a lot of good things in the world. A friend of ours and uh, just a beautiful human being, Jason Kristoff. How are you doing today, brother? I'm doing good. A great introduction, Jesse. I'm very humbled to be back. Thank you. Um, so why don't we start off with you telling us about yourself or anybody that may be hearing you here for the first time? Well, I always have that elevator pitch ready in case anybody asks me that. I was your typical soulless North American meat bag trying to get to the top of the ruling pyramid where all the parties and ladies were. And um, I, I, I graduated from McGill University in, in 1994. I started a fitness club as soon as I graduated and I discovered or later discovered that I had a lot of negative behavior, these mind viruses that uh, were implanted into my subconscious mind pathway these are unconscious, but they lead your behavior. And those sort of unconscious uh, behavior patterns had me drinking excessively, doing lots of cocaine, uh, doing steroids, staying up too late, eating poorly, and literally basically practicing self-hatred as Olympic sport. So at the age of 29, after a very short but successful career as an independent businessman, I was almost dead. And I literally phoned the Czech Institute in Vista, California, reaching out for help. They sent me uh, one of their top practitioners. And the Czech Institute is probably the top institute in the world for, for health and exercise. But when the practitioner arrived at my office, she knew that I was full of these mind viruses, these unconscious behavior programs based on self-loathing, self-hatred. And I was fulfilling this negative programming that was impregnated into me by movies and TV programs. And I wasn't aware of it. And that's how subconscious mind control works. So she was very careful to not trigger any of the dormant programming that was, you know, defending itself inside my psyche. She gently coached me back to health and started to fix up the chemical infusion that was inside my bloodstream because that malfunctions the brain complex. And I was able to recover to the point where I started, I started this, this long journey of, of gradual awakening. Now, awakenings can be very quickly. Mine was very gradual over maybe a couple of decades. But I got to the point where, um, I mean, I have 4,000 articles on my, on my website about many, many different topics having to do with what we need to do as human beings to pull ourselves out of this programming and lead the lives that we deserve, lead the lives that 
we're completely capable of, but we'd have to get rid of all this subconscious mind control and learn about it first. So I became an expert in behavior modification, brainwashing, and mind control to the point where I used to coach people at one of my first businesses was a fitness club. And no matter how intelligent or how deep my knowledge was on exercise and diet and stretching and disease reversal, all of my clients were petrified to be healthy, petrified to be better, petrified to stop drinking their wine, petrified to stop hurting themselves. So what I did is that's why I became an expert in psychological manipulation. So I gave up the exercise uh, focus on them. And I started using the same brainwashing techniques that the government uses on us to make us a human mess. And I applied it to my clients to make them a human success. And then once I had basically hypnotized them into something better, I just set them adrift away from me, never to see them again. And it was, it was the best uh, business decision ever made in my life because then my um, sort of mind control business in a positive direction really took off. And I've been doing that ever since. So are you self-sabotaging yourself at all? Like where are you in your own personal, you know, journey with everything that you've been able to learn, you know, through this education process? Well, there was a stint where I quit drinking all alcohol for eight years. I can't claim that now because some people will have a drink and say, you got to taste my wine. <laughs> and I'll be like, I put my lips on the glass and take a sip. So I'm never going to claim I don't drink any alcohol whatsoever. Uh, I try to avoid caffeine. I do not drink coffee. I go to bed on time. I only drink uh, spring water. I only eat organic food. I stretch every day. I wear those uh, blue light blocking glasses. I do whatever I can to love myself to the best version of myself that I can. And, and that's what overcoming self-sabotage is about, is about standing in a smaller herd. When I stand out in the public, I'm in a very small herd. And that's what we're, we're pack animals as human beings. The biggest self-sabotage tendency, Jesse, is the fear of being wealthy. And that's why only 1% of the world is wealthy. The other 99% struggle because being wealthy is a very small group. And as pack animals, we're wired to be very afraid to be in the small group. So we scurry down to the mediocrity playing small, being average. And so basically overcoming self-sabotage is about reprogramming yourself so you're not afraid to stand in a small group or even to stand alone. And that makes you immune to the herd pressure and the group psychology that usually rules people's behavior in their daily lives. Most people do what they're doing simply because other people are doing it. They don't have an original thought. They just go out in the world and try to mimic what the majority is doing. And that that's a recipe for a lot of depression, a lot of disease, a lot of addiction. And that's what's happened to our society. We've, um, we we've de-evolved to perpetual children where we're more worried about what, you know, Joe and Jane coffee shop think of us rather than being concerned if we're living our best lives. And that has to do with many different programs that are purposely riddled throughout the media and government education systems. We're, we're always given the impression that staying in the bigger group will always give us the greatest amount of safety because that's our natural genetic wiring. But the way the government works and the way the media uh, works, they're saying 
that it's safer to be on Medicaid. You know, the bigger group is the medicated group. The bigger group is the sedated group. The bigger group is the, the group with the jobs that they don't like. It's a trap. Those aren't the safest groups, but as humans, we're hardwired to have an affinity to belong to the bigger group because we feel safe. So what's happened is the government and the media has inverted our natural protection system to find safety in the bigger herd. And they're always signaling the public through the government education system and the media that the bigger herd is these dysfunctional herds, the medicated herd, the, the woke left herd. And it gets us running east looking for a sunset and it gets us rearranging the furniture on the deck of the Titanic. And that's why so many people, Jesse, are addicted. They're, they're overweight. They're unhealthy because their natural genetic protection mechanism of finding safety in the bigger group has been completely uh, sequestered and being inverted by the people who rule us. So what about the fear, I guess, of people not wanting to be in that small, wealthy group because of, you know, the parasitic nature that we've seeming to find that this wealthy group has become to be? Well, money just like a magnifying glass. It just makes you more of who, who you already are. So if you're a de defective human when you're poor, you're going to be a real defective human when you're wealthy. And all these wealth-based sort of mind viruses that make people afraid to be wealthy, they're riddled into what's called the subconscious mind pathway through the media. And the subconscious mind pathway is a protective part of our psyche that goes out and records the repetitive content of our environment in order to find out what the bigger herd is doing. It does this 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. And the people who rule us know that. And they know that this part of the brain, as it assesses our environment for the most repetitive content, therefore, uh, you know, what the herd, is, the bigger herd is doing, thinking or saying, the people who rule us know that this assessment protection tool that everybody carries around with them is going on 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. We don't know that. They know that. The biggest area of research ever documented is the psychological manipulation of the human being. So this assessment, it just looks out through our eyes and records every megapixel and every millisecond of our entire lives. And it's been proven not to know the difference between imagined thought, screen time and real life. So when you're in a movie theater, all the movies you've ever seen in your entire life comprise in the subconscious mind like just one long movie. There is no start. There is no beginning. It's just assessing all the content for, rep for repetitive themes, repetitive messages, and repetitive patterns. So let's take the movie Titanic, okay? Do you remember Leonardo DiCaprio? Do you remember what his name was? Jack Dawson. Okay. <laughs> Do you remember how he got on the Titanic? Did he have to buy the ticket or did he? He won the ticket in a card game. Card game, yeah. Right. So you were getting programmed there. And the people who write these movies know how our subconscious mind is working while the audience member thinks it's a movie. It's a program. And what they're going to do is they're going to put constant repetitive themes up on the screen. So he, he wins his ticket onto the ship. Doesn't have to carry or be concerned with the dirty money. Then there's Rose. Rose is marrying who? We don't remember his name, 
but is he a jackass and is he rich? He's yeah. a jackass and he's rich. So be careful because that's the pattern in all the movies. And they do not care when you stand in the, in the lobby of the Cineplex. Sin is the first word there. Connect the dots a little bit. So you stand inside the Cineplex. You watch. You have eight options. You think they're different movies. They're all the same. They have all the same repetitive content. They're going to give you pretend freedom. They're going to tell you that they're different movies. You're going to think, oh, I'm free. I'm going to go to Titanic. She's going to go to Avengers, Affinity Wars. They're all the same. The exact same themes will be put in every movie. Rich people are bad. And so anyway, we'll go back to the Titanic. That's just one of the major themes that the Hollywood magicians riddle into your subconscious mind pathway, knowing you'll completely act it out unconsciously. Outside your conscious awareness, you will act this out. So, you know, Rose is up in the first class cabin, first class dinner, and she's bored. She hates the, her husband. She doesn't want to marry him because he's a jerk. So she sneaks out like, like Rambo goes downstairs, not to the second class cabin, to the third class cabin. She throws open the doors, right? Biggest party. Ne Poor people are noble. Rich people are bad. Money is bad. Being poor is the high road. And it doesn't matter what movie you go and see. It doesn't matter if you do watch The Equalizer. So you go to Equalizer. Where, when is, where does Denzel Washington work? Home hardware, right? Struggling. You know, being poor is noble. Who does he go kick the ass of? Who does Denzel Washington go and take care of business? You know, who, what? A rich guy. Rich he's, a he's a jerk. Okay? Even if you took the last Clint, uh, uh, Clint Eastwood movie where he, not a, uh, was, it wasn't Clint Eastwood. It was um, Liam Neeson. I'm pretty sure it was Liam Neeson. He was a man who had lost his house and he would lived on the border of Mexico and Texas. I don't know if anybody's seen this. It was a pretty low budget movie, but basically it's the same thing over and over again. Poor people are noble. Having money is bad. If you're poor, you're more spiritual. You walk the high moral ground. And this is why people are deathly afraid. And this is only one this is only one example of the repetitive content that drives people's behaviors. They think their behavior is organic. Like, for example, in 2001, there was a movie called Gone in 60 Seconds with Angelina Jolie and Nicolas Cage. It was a movie about car theft. And when that movie was released in Burnaby, B.C., Canada, car theft went up 70% in the first four days. And then when they called other police departments, they were having the same complaint where the movie was released. Now, if you were to interview absolutely anybody in the Cineplex lobby and say, do you believe a movie about car theft could trigger a rash of car thefts across every city where this movie was released? The average person would say no. You talk to a behavior modification specialist, someone who's an expert in psychological manipulation, they will tell you guaranteed that this is how human behavior operates. Everybody thinks their behavior is organic. When The Queen's Gamut was released, that was a movie on Netflix about 
a, you know, a prescription drug addict, uh, alcoholic, but she was also a chess player. Chess sales went up a thousand percent on Amazon in the first six days alone. Humans believe their behavior is organic. It is not. There's so many examples of this. And if anybody wants to go and see a really good example, go to YouTube, put in the words Max Major, America's Got Talent semifinal. So Max Major is a psychological manipulation, manipulation expert. He hacks Howie Mandel's uh, subconscious mind pathway in three minutes and makes Howie do something that Howie believes I made up this, I made this up. I, I generated this answer on national TV out of the deepest reaches of my intelligence. So why did Max Major already draw the picture that Howie drew before Max Major even came on the show? Because Max Major is someone like, is exactly like the people who make your movies and TV shows. They know how to riddle the background to imprint repetitive images, which is proven to modify your behavior outside your conscious awareness. So again, Max Major, America's Got Talent semifinal, and you will see a, a, a pristine hacking and a pristine reaction of someone like Howie Mandel, which people in the, in the hypnosis or mind control or brainwashing business consider, we have a name for them, they're called the uninitiated. They have no idea how their behavior is manufactured or controlled by repetitive content that is riddled throughout the background, you know, whatever you're looking at, a good uh, hypno a hypnosis expert or a psychological, someone who's an expert in psychological manipulation can simply leave some repetitive cues in, in the background of what you're watching and completely modify your behavior. And in that and in that segment of America's Got Talent, Max Major actually reverses the video and shows exactly how he did that and exactly how he hacked Howie Mandel's mind. And he, he that was, and not only did he hack Howie's mind to draw something on a piece of paper that Max Major drew before he even came into the studio, it was during the COVID lockdown. And there was a studio audience of about 3,000 people, and he hacked all of their minds all at the same time. They all drew the exact same object that Max Major wanted them to draw simply by playing a video before he came in and riddling that object in the background of the video. That was it. Three minutes, 3,000 people hacked, and he showed how he did it. What the average person doesn't know is your news is like that, your movies are like that, your TV shows are like that, all your songs are like that, and that's why they want you carrying around your phone all the time. They're riddling things into the background of everything you see to control your behavior. Wow, that's quite fascinating. And Deborah here from our YouTube says, like they have the evil rich Republicans and the lowly humanitarian Democrats. Yeah, I mean, those are repetitive ideas, which like they'll be impregnated just as deeply. The more repetitive 
the imprint, the stronger the behavior control of your victim. So that's why when the, you know, when the D's, are we allowed, is this on YouTube? Is this going, am I going to get you banned again? Or what, where's this going? <laughs> no, well, we're live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter, and then it's going to get uploaded to BitChute, uh, BitChute, Rumble, and Telegram, but have okay. a way, uh, anything, no, that, no. anything, no, 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 anything that I see, when I've got the new thing, all I've got to do is put it on restricted after I'm done, and then I just restrict it on YouTube, and then I don't get any more, because I've already had two YouTube channels deleted. Yeah, so so basically, I won't, I, you know, I won't talk, talk in a way to get you booted off, even though I'm famous for that during the interviews, but the, you can see the repetition. Like, how could you not see the repetition in March of 2020? Your your bank was emailing you. Blockbuster Video was emailing you, even though you hadn't been there in 10 years. Um, the TD Bank was emailing you. Royal Bank was emailing you. The grocery store, Loblaws, was emailing you, telling you what they were doing in relation to the disease outbreak. And so everybody had the same, all the scripts were written, by the same people to have the same effect. Everybody was already on the same page and all the messaging was always repetitive, six foot distance, stand, stand apart to stand together. There are, it's all repetitive because it's been proven that will lead the person's behavior. And it's even worse than that because you can hack a human's behavior simply through repetitive content, like in the movie Gone in 60 Seconds about car theft, when everybody, some people started stealing cars after. But if the person is in fear, the following propensity is even more severe. So if you can get the audience afraid before you insert the repetitive content, you have an up-leveling or an up-regulating of the subconscious mind's propensity to mimic copy and emulate in order to fit into the bigger herd. It's very natural that if you're in fear, the bigger herd is more wanted, more desired, more safe. Like you really don't want to be out as a single sheep or wolf, even a wolf. You don't want to be outside the wolf pack if there's a threat. And and this is this is what the psychologists know. Like this isn't a long psychology lesson for hacking human behavior make them afraid give them repetitive content and you will own them also understand that the fear response you only have one you have one fear response someone says yeah i got a fear response someone's trying to mug me pitbull is trying to run me down i'm delivering the newspapers as a kid the pitbull chases me i get it fight or flight i got one response i'm like yeah you you got that but in the realm of psychological manipulation, you don't understand that if I infuse you with psychoactive drugs, like alcohol, caffeine, or nicotine, I also trigger the fight or flight because your body's afraid of poison as much as it is afraid as an outside intruder. So this is why there's a coffee shop on every corner. This is why there's a Taj Mahal alcohol center in every major Canadian city, like they're honoring alcohol as a deity. And this is why the Canadian government five years ago took tens of millions of dollars to inform the Canadian public 
that they had found new safe, healthy alcohol consumption guidelines for both genders. That's two genders, not 100. And they said for men, 15 drinks per week were was the safe limit and 10 for females because they knew in order to get the sort of mind control cemented that allowed this nonsense to continue for two years, not just change direction, still nonsense, you have to have not only the repetitive content, but you have to have the entire population psychoactively infused to change brain function from the prefrontal cortex, which is just behind the forehead. That's the non-reactive, deep, logical thinking part of the brain. And then if you give anybody coffee or a Coca-Cola with caffeine in it or an energy drink, this is why all these caffeinated drinks exploded over the last decade because they knew they were going to take a run at this. They knew that they had to get the population psychoactively infused to make sure that the mind control, the repetitive-based mind control, bit harder into the subconscious mind pathway. That's why they have Halloween for kids. Chocolate is the gateway drug to coffee. You get everybody infused on the coffee so that the prefrontal cortex shuts down. Then you get the limbic system. That's the fight-or-flight system. It's just at the base of the brainstem. And that's the part of the brain that's terrified to be outside the herd. So if you're going to psychologically manipulate people based on no science and no medical evidence whatsoever, you have to have them running toward the cliff's edge just based on fear alone. And to make it stick even harder, you got to put them in fear and infuse them with toxins 24 hours a day. This, this sort of mind hacking reached a very da dangerous crescendo in in 2020 everybody's messed up on all these med medications like caffeine alcohol like it's just pick your poison because they need everybody to have their own poison in order to make this mind control agenda operate at the efficiency that it operated on i mean people had have still to this day lost their ability to think so it looks like, but actually they've lost access to their prefrontal cortex, which is the part of the brain just behind the forehead where thinking happens naturally. But if they're infused with chemicals, that part of the brain, it's not accessible to the human. It's like giving some, that's why they would call it a frontal lobotomy because they would remove the thinking part of your brain that actually cut your skull open right here and take the front part of your brain out. So when you drink coffee and alcohol, eat junk food, smoke a cigarette, um, lead a very toxic lifestyle, Teflon pans, aluminum-laced underarm deodorant, parabens in your shampoo and things like that, you're actually giving yourself a, fr a chemical frontal lobotomy. So you're not going to be able to think your way out of a wet paper bag. And who does that benefit? Like, who does that benefit? Not you, not them, you. them. It benefits them. So the way out of this is to reverse, is to understand how they're making us sort of non-thinking, reflexively obedient automatons, which is this chemical tsunami that we live in. And we're attacking ourselves with the chemicals. That's, that's the funny thing, is that we follow the repetitive content. And if you look 
at the movies, and I've done whole live Zoom events with this, I'll tell someone, give me any movie. And I'll say, give it to me two days before. And with, with I've never not seen a coffee cup, a coffee mug, a coffee machine on the back counter, or a coffee shop either directly in the scene or flying by in the window of a car or somewhere on the walk. And so that's why they don't care what show you go to because the coffee mug, the coffee cup, the coffee shop, and the coffee machine on the back counter is in every movie at the Cineplex. They don't care which one you're going to. You're going to get your coffee programming. Even go to YouTube and look up Fight Club and look up Starbucks coffee. The producer, director, he was proud to say there was a, a Starbucks coffee cup in every scene of, of Fight Club. And it's in that, that he, it's right on the internet. Like it's right there. Now in psychology, it's been shown that if I show you two coffee cups, because two is a very powerful uh, strength number, like romanticism is associated with two. I only have to show you two imprints of a coffee uh, takeout cup. And there's a good chance you're going to start drinking coffee. And everybody today is drinking it. You give it to an eight year old at the, at the park, they're like, this tastes like shit. And I'm like, you're right. But you haven't watched enough movies to be mind-controlled into drinking this garbage. And Starbucks, too, was going to go bankrupt in 1987. It had less than 40 stores. Guess who came and rescued him? Hmm, interesting. Guess. Bill Gates is dead. And Bill Gates. And now there's 34,000. Starbucks, all owned by the central corporation, not franchised. And nothing they serve there has any nutritional value. It would only serve to choke a maggot. Maggots would not even eat what comes out of Starbucks. And there's a reason there's one on every corner, because the group knows if we're going to do this in 2020, everybody's got to be psychoactively infused. So we need to put the Starbucks on every corner and the Tim Hortons in Canada, Dunkin' Donuts, and we have to subsidize the, the coffee bean plantations. And then we got to phone our friends in Hollywood and we got to riddle the movies with top down the most psychoactively, um, the most powerful psychoactive drug we've ever discovered, which is caffeine. And we got to drown them in caffeine so that when we hit them with the fear-based agendas, they follow instead of think. And this, this, this is so easy to figure out if you just know the basic psychology of, uh, what is that? Wow, this is blowing my mind. Thanks, Dylan. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. I saw that one just come up. Well, he but, said the comment before, he just said, well, time to give up coffee. <laughs> now, okay, so if anybody wants to see how bad coffee really is, not just out of my mouth, because I like to give confirmatory, um, you know, references. Go read Stephen Chernisky's book, Caffeine Blues. It sits alone in my health library in the horror section. When I read Caffeine Blues, I would turn the page and I'd be like, you got to be shitting me. It's this bad. Next page, I'm like, you got to be joking me. Next page, no way. There's no way. Next page, oh my God. So every page was like, I can't believe how much science is proving that this is the most destructive chemical 
to your mental and physical well-being, it, it causes depression 100%, directly causes depression. And when you go today and say, I'm depressed, I mean, these are cogs in a watch. These are, there's 150 pieces in a watch. They all work together to do one thing, which is tell the time. So they're giving you coffee, causes depression. The chemical caffeine will make you activate your limbic system and make you like the limbic system is low IQ, likes to follow and does not think long-term. That but does not benefit you, benefits them. So then you get depressed. And then when you're depressed, you'll have Bell Canada in Canada. I'm not too sure how many people are watching this abroad. Jesse, you're from Canada, right? Yeah, I'm in uh, Edmonton right now. Right, Edmonton, Alberta, <laughs> within <laughs> minus 40. But it's still minus 30 there, man. <laughs> Hopefully not. So so basically, um, yeah, Bell Canada has a repetitive based, uh, it looks like a humanitarian effort called Let's Talk About It. And so you're bombarded with that. They want you to talk about your depression knowing they're causing it because the only solution they will offer are psychoactive medications proven to chemically infuse the victim even more, proven more to activate the limbic system. The more chemically infused, the, the, the more damaged you are. Your body knows you're chemically damaged. And when you're damaged, you need the wolf pack. Are you telling me the average person doesn't understand if there's a wolf who got in a fight and he limps back to the wolf pack, he's not on the perimeter. And they've, they've, they've had those uh, cameras out in, the, in nature to prove this. If there's a tussle between en enemy combatants out in the forest, uh, the animal gets wounded right to the middle of the wolf pack, which means when you are injured, you need the tribe. You need the herd. You need the wolf pack. So when you're drinking coffee instead of water, eating Doritos instead of salad, and you're, you're, you're adding toxic medication with your Doritos and coffee, you're three times as injured. So you're three times more prone to follow, to have the low IQ part of the brain activated, which benefits who? Who does it benefit? Them. Not you. Yeah. Not you. Because you can't, you can't operate as an independent, sovereign human being unless your prefrontal cortex is getting blood. When you are chemically infused, the electrical conductivity and the blood flow is shunted away from the prefrontal cortex. The, the war, World War III, is a war on your prefrontal cortex by making sure you're afraid and making sure you're chemically infused. Chemicals everywhere. And here we got a question from uh, uh, Ilya. Um, says, well, what can we do about the chemicals being sprayed into the sky? Well, that's that's a good question. First of all, it, it's you can rely on your immune system to cleanse yourself of that. The most dangerous chemical, of course, is something subcutaneous under your skin. That's a lot harder to cleanse. If you're breathing in some, let's let's assume that there's graphene inside the uh, inside the chemtrails. Let's assume that, okay? Your body can detox that a lot easier than it can detox something that was injected into you. 
So you can, and your immune system and the speed or the efficiency or the strength depends on how healthy you are. Water, sunshine, exercise, stretching, organic food. Don't, don't, I don't know how efficient someone's immune system is going to be when they're psychoactively infused or don't understand what they have to do to be really healthy. If they want a Bible on health and what it really means to be healthy, read Paul Check and Check is C-H-E-K. Read his book, How to Eat, Move, and Be Healthy, and keep that as a Bible for health inside your home. And then as we're dealing with the people that are attacking us through the air, the water, the food supply, and the media, eventually we will conquer them. But in the meantime, you'll have to detox and know these detox secrets so that as you're chemically infused outside your control, um, you can stay as healthy as possible. What you don't want to do is be mind controlled through repetitive content to hurt yourself by your own hand. And if you're drinking coffee, alcohol, smoking, eating junk food, or being mind controlled to think that junk food on a Friday night, not fit for a maggot to choke down. If you're mind controlled to call that a treat or a reward for working a job you don't like, okay, you, you know, don't hurt yourself by your own hand. If you're doing things that don't make sense, like if you ask a smoker, why do you smoke? It's going to cause cancer and kill you prematurely. If he says, I don't know, that's mind control. Like if you don't have any clue why you're so obsessed with hating yourself, go, go watch the Max Major video. I got one thing to tell you. You're Howie Mandel. You don't know what Max Major knows. My job is to teach you what Max Major knows so that you do not become Howie Mandel. If you're eating junk food, working a job you hate, in a relationship that's not really satisfying, maybe you want to work on it, maybe you want to end it, but you're doing things that don't make any sense, you're under the same mind control that Howie Mandel was under in that AGT Max Major video, and you're just like Howie Mandel because he was looking around like, wow, how'd you do that? And Max Major's like, easy, I know stuff you don't know. So make sure you become educated to the point where what I teach people is to riddle their own background with the repetitive images that they need. They want to be rich. We do rich images. They want to be healthy. We do healthy images. And this part of the brain is like a blender. You just press the button. It does the rest. It doesn't have any other functions. The blender can't fly. It's not going to make dinner. It just does the blending. The subconscious mind determines your behavior through repetitive content because it loves you and it wants you to fit in with the repetitive content because if you do that, you're safer because you're thinking, acting, and talking like the majority. So that's its only function. So give it repetitive content only in the direction of your dreams and don't water it down. Stop watching bad moms. Stop watching dirty grandpa and thinking it's there for your entertainment. It's there for your entrainment. It's not there to inform you. It's there to disinform. It gives you disinformation, misinformation. 
The TV is a bona fide documented military weapon proven to control your behavior. If you want to find out how much the TV is being weaponized against you so you do stuff that don't, doesn't make any sense, including poisoning your kids on a regular basis, go watch the documentary called Pseudoology, The Art of Lying. And you will, your jaw will be on the floor that you think they even tricked you to buy your own mind control device. <laughs> That's how fucking stupid. This is how they can program. You're buying all this stuff. And why would they program you to have this capitalistic facade where you go out and buy all this stuff? Because if they showed up at your house and said, you have to have the TV in here, or they grabbed you on a Friday night at six o'clock and poured half a bottle of wine down your throat to activate your limbic system, you'd be like, as you have both shoulders pinned to the ground on your front yard, two other cops have your ankles pinned, and you have to drink the wine, the neighbors who are looking, and then you, after the police left, would say, that seems really suspicious. <laughs> And it, it would be, but if they trick you into, if they mind control you so that you get out and do all this on your own, like the people who stole the cars after they watched Gone in 60 Seconds, you're going out, you're buying the TV, you're investing in the wine, you're having the big celebration, everybody bring a bottle of wine. And then in the morning, you can't wait to get to your coffee. Well, the thing is, coffee is also a, a sedative tranquilizer. So when your life sucks because you're a slave, and you, you know this is this is the drive behind all of the mind control is to make you a slave. Well, of course you're going to need the coffee. Like if you're going to have a life that sucks, you're going to need coffee every morning and wine at night. Coffee every morning, wine at night, just to make this this whole insane system run. This is the fuel. This is the rocket fuel for your worst life. Coffee in the morning, booze at night. Sedate to the nervous system so you can't feel your pain. Let me tell you something about pain. It's there to help you. Like if you got a nail in your foot, you want to feel it or, or no? You let me know. Let, tell me. I'd probably want to feel it to get it out of me. Yeah, but no, no, no hold on, Jesse. <laughs> because most people don't want anything to do with their pain. That's why they're like, yeah, I'm depressed. I'm like, no shit, you're depressed. You, you treat your mouth like a garbage compactor. You work a job that's spiritually unsatisfying. Of course you're depressed. That's the pain, the deep intelligence that your body's trying to transfer to you, saying, hey, maybe you want to do something about this shitty life instead of decorating it all the time. No. They go to the doctor. I'm having coffee and alcohol. I still feel my shitty life. Well, here's some more pills. Maybe you won't feel your shitty life for the next uh, next year. Come back. I'll give you more pills if you ever feel your shitty life again. Go down to the mall. Decorate your empty life. This is what's going on. This is what's been going on for a long time. 2020 is just a 2020 to 2022, whatever went on there. We're in the second phase of it right now. Uh, it, it's just the, the same attacks over and over and over again. And for us to get out of this, Jesse, we just have to start understanding chemicals aren't good for us they change our brain function we're tricked into pursuing our own you know our own frontal lobotomies through the repetitive content on tv and movie screens they're not there to entertain us they never were 
They're there to control their behavior and make us sitting ducks for agenda after agenda after agenda. And there's more agendas going on there than just this, you know, I'm really whipping this horse down, the alcohol and coffee horse. But there's a lot more things going on. There's a lot more repetitive themes that are disempowering and destructive to our society that are riddled through the backgrounds of our Hollywood movies and these TV shows. These are weapons. This is World War III, but does it look like war? It doesn't look like war, Jesse. Because Starbucks is at war with us. Walmart's at war with us. We're going in. There's no guards. There's no guns. There's no barbed wire. There's no tanks. We're going into Walmart and buying food with poison sprayed on it. We're demanding poisonous coffee. We're demanding poisonous alcohol. We're brainwashing ourselves at night thinking it's entertainment. This is World War III. We're actually in the middle of it. We've been in the middle of World War III for 20 years. So no matter how woke you are, unless you're a hermit living in the woods, we're being programmed and it's just important to program yourself in the right way instead of letting them program you in the way they want you to follow suit to what their agenda is. Well, basically you can read, like, you don't have to go on the hermit and be a hermit. Like I'm in a, a beautiful condominium in, uh, in Mexico, but I don't use my TV, but I use my technology just to riddle my brain with repetitive positive content that's it so i'm not watching avengers affinity war i'm not watching the equalizer i'm not watching chris pine's new movie i'm not watching world war z with brad pitt or legend i am legend with will smith or outbreak with dustin hoffman or contagion with matt damon because those are repetitive themes about what we were attacked with and that's why people believe deeply in it. So you can you don't have to live in the forest, but you have to understand that the design protection system that I'm talking about used to only download repetitive content from God. So we would only get God's patterns, God's images, God's messages as repetitive content. And we would live out God's mission. Now we have people usurping or taking the place of God. And the Bible always warns against that. Beware of the person who tries to take the place of God. So now when we watch TV, we're getting repetitive content into God's system, and we copy that repetitive content, and that content could be white magic-based, or it could be black magic-based. You can use repetitive content programming to change people's behavior in a positive way, or change it in a negative way. You can use it to empower them, or you can use it to disempower them. You can use it to make them healthy or make them diseased. And so what we have today is a black magic application of repetitive content psychology to change the behavior of the population in a very negative way. We can turn, we'll have to turn it around ourselves because we cannot allow these, these black magic magicians out of Hollywood to continue to riddle the background of our shows and our movies with negative content that keeps us running east looking for a sunset. So I don't listen to any negative songs. I don't watch any negative um, videos. I don't watch any movies. I don't listen to the radio. The radio is just as bad as the TV. All, listen, go ahead. Go ahead and listen to any song you hear today. I mean, I was listening to a song in a, a gym about a month ago, and I think the name of the song was I'm Tired of Being Useless. And I counted, you know, the song I'm talking about probably, right? Well, you can look it up. It's pretty popular. And uh, 
being useless was repeated, I think, 22, 23 times in, in the three or four minute song. And I know that you only need two reps of any idea to change behavior. They got 24 in three minutes. Wow. That person's going to be in big trouble. And then the next song is just as bad. The movie they're watching tonight's just as bad. The radio uh, advertisements are just as bad. Like between the crappy songs is the beer a thon and the pizza a thon and the donut a thon for cancer. And the, it's just moronic repetition after moronic repetition designed to make us morons because you can rule morons easier. No. Uh, right you can you can't farm lions you can only farm lambs and if anybody thinks that's an exaggeration go open a lion farm and then once they're ready for harvest look around and say who's going in to get get the lion <laughs> nobody <laughs> but, he will kill you but the lambs you can just lead them right into slaughter you don't even have to do, you know, you get, you get the one barking dog, the sheep dog, and he just herds them into the, into the truck. And then they all just get their heads lopped off, which is exactly what happened from 2020 to 2022. You don't even need the butcher now. Like the, the people under mind control, they're just like, oh, I'm just going to lop my, my own head off. It's just cheaper. I'll just lop my own head off. Right? Because that's what's going on. That's exactly what's going on is the mind control. They need the psychology behavior modification to force us to do to ourselves what they could never do by force. Like that's how weak they are. They have holes in their, in their strategy. Like if we grow up and adult up and level up and lion up here and understand, okay, there's only about 100,000 of them. There's 8 billion of us. And if we don't lop our own heads off, no one else can lop them off, you know, for us. The human cattle is, the human animal is the only farmed animal on this planet that can jump the fence and slaughter the farmer. But they're like, I don't want to. I'm getting drunk tonight. You know, I got to whack off to some porn. Um, I got better things to do. I'm going to go have a coffee. I'm going to watch, uh, you know, Iron Man 8 is out tonight. People have their priorities all screwed up. When they get to the pearly gates in heaven, it'll be the biggest facepalm that God has ever done. They're like, <laughs> how could you guys, like, really? You're injecting poison into yourself? Really? Based on what? Like, it's just unbelievable. And and the devil is like, based on mind control, you're the one that gave, you know, that's what the conversation would be. You're the one that gave them that stupid protection mechanism where they act out repetitive content. All I do is give them the negative content and they go running for the cliff. God's like, oh, God, I got to redesign that. <laughs> I messed up somewhere. Somewhere something's <laughs> gone awry. <laughs> uh, we, we have here, Dylan was earlier asking when you were talking about like the coffee and the stimulants and what's good and bad. And he was just wondering, does that include recreational or say medicinal marijuana? The only studies with the it was with the smoking marijuana and and of course be very careful. Canada legalized marijuana coast to coast and please people, 
I really don't want you anybody to think that that was done because the public won and they really strong-armed the government. But smoking marijuana reduces the size of the hippocampus. This is why the cabal will always endorse now the smoking of the marijuana. And when they didn't, they were the ones smuggling that in. You can go to the the likes of uh, Mike Webb. Um, and Mike Webb, I think his name was Michael Webb, I'm pretty sure, found that the government, the CIA, was smuggling in all the drugs. So the, even when it wasn't legal, they were the ones bringing in all the drugs, cocaine, marijuana, LSD, ecstasy, whatever, whatever it was. And smoking marijuana shrinks the hippocampus. Now, as a ruler, that really benefits me because the hippocampus is the part of the brain that can recognize and react to danger. Now, they've taken the hippocampus out of cats and put the cat in a glass cage or a glass box right next to a pit bull. And the pit bull, it's thick enough glass, and thank God it is. The pit bull is trying to kill the cat. With the cat, this has no hippocampus. It just <laughs> starts looking at the dog. Doesn't move, doesn't flinch, doesn't react. So having a small hippocampus, size matters with the hippocampus. You don't really want a small hippocampus because it means you won't be able to react to danger. Now, if you're a ruler, given what they've been planning, given what you've seen in 2020 to 2022, would you not like uh, a population that has no ability to react logically to danger? Of course you would. And again, these are all cogs in a watch. Saying that there appeared to be no shrinking of the hippocampus when the THC was ingested orally. So there's a difference between uh, incinerated THC and orally ingested THC. And that's why before the 1930s, when they had, you know, hemp and cannabis was part of the animal's diet, people would eat the animals, they would ingest the CBD, it was kind of part of the whole thing, it would be more for people to eat it than, you know, the, the smoking craze. And then you tell again, the programming, you tell people you can't have it, it makes people now want it when they took it away. And then, you know, out came the smoking craze for it. Yeah, and in the best way, the, the this group is very old, thousands of years old, and they know these revolutions rise and fall. They're they're always aware of what's coming, when it's coming, how to deal with it. And one way is, if you want to thwart an awakening session that happens on regular cycles, regular star cycles, they know it's coming. They push in the drugs, and they've always pushed in the drugs. They used to do this with the Chinese and the opium wars, uh, the crack cocaine epidemic. They're trying to thwart a, an awakening there. And, of course, there's a book called the Tavistock Institute. I forget the author, but he noted that in Woodstock, it was the CIA that coordinated all the selling of the drugs because it was an awakening movement. And the easiest way to thwart an awakening movement is just moving the drugs as fast as you can. They know that they and it's these people have been doing it for thousands of years. These awakening cycles happen on regular, uh, you know, timelines, and they always have the psychoactive drugs at the ready to throw into the mix and make sure it completely disintegrates the freedom movement. I mean, that the drugs disintegrated the freedom movement in the 60s, everybody became a drug addict. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 
Now, does these things like coffee, you know, decrease your immunity, your immune system? Does it, or is it just more for the programming and it doesn't harm your immune system? It literally destroys your immune system. And if you need evidence of that, go read Stephen Chernisky's book, Caffeine Blues. It causes ulcers. It causes heart attacks, strokes, peripheral strokes, depression, um, it causes carpal tunnel syndrome. It causes uh, blood clots. It causes uh, so many problems. You wouldn't, you wouldn't believe the list of issues. Its main issue is that it's a diuretic, which means caffeine triggers the body. It's so poisonous. Like the caffeine, the caffeine molecule is what's called an alkaloid, and the, that's a poison. That's a natural pesticide. So the, cafe, uh, the coffee plant produces caffeine to kill competing foliage, and it also uses the caffeine to kill bugs who are dumb enough to eat the leaves, and then the bugs die. So when the caffeine molecule enters the body, the body smart enough to know it's very dangerous, that it's a poison. The body volunteers its water reserves to pee the poison out in order to save the body from engaging with the poison for too long a time period. This volunteering of uh, water resources to get rid of the caffeine means the body becomes dehydrated. And dehydration syndromes are massive. If you lose water in your bowel, you would actually have your own poop touching your bowel. There's a thin layer of mucus in your bowel and your whole way through your digestive tract. This mucus is made of water. If you drink coffee, you will dehydrate that mucus lining, your own poop will touch your, your digestive tract and eat a hole right through it. They call that colitis, Crohn's, diverticulitis, um, ulcers. Water is a very important part of your system for keeping you healthy. Like when you have your own poop starting to float in your bloodstream because you lack water, I guarantee you you're going to have immune problems. Because there's not there's not enough immunity in the world to fight poop in your own bloodstream, and that's the, with the leaky gut. That's you know they are attacking the gut, and people are pooping into their own systems. Absolutely, and and there's that's not the only like. Then they'll maybe have the government will step up with the recommendation of uh, wheat as you know a primary food staple, and wheat has the gl gluten in it. Uh, gliadin, I think, is the protein fraction that is in gluten. And when it hits most people's intestinal tract, the intestinal tract can't break it down, but keeps going at the gliadin and literally sort of goes at it so hard, it punctures a hole in the own intestine. And then you have a perforation of the intestine as well. So they're going at you so many different ways. Say, like the food guide, I remember they used to say 10 to 12 servings of carbs, like bread. And then you have the pasta, you know, the donuts, the crackers. So they've been trying to kill you a very long time. And the average person can't comprehend that because the government schooling uses the repetitive mind control to tell you that the government's always looking out for your best interest. The most repetitive theme wins inside the subconscious mind. And the government schooling is an advertising wing for all the nonsense that the government does outside the school. That's what's really going on here. So Joseph is asking, what uh, do you recommend to drink every a.m. that you wake up? 
That's a good question. So when you get up in the morning, for you to have proper hydrochloric acid to digest your food, you sort of need to put the clean water in, into your stomach first before you eat anything, okay? So I have always the glass, I know it's uh, the glass spring water. Is that, the want, is that the Vost? No, it's it's one in, in Mexico. It's an Italian one that I, I found this at a wine shop. So I do enter a wine shop probably four times a week to pick up six bottles of this water. And you would put it in your stomach first and foremost. It will, it will absorb into your stomach lining. And if you give it 45 minutes and eat, the, the stomach lining will reconstitute the water as the proper pH of hydrochloric acid. And everybody sort of has a different sort of food um, regime. And if they want to know the proper food for themselves, they can go online and do a metabolic typing test. A metabolic typing test will give you the ratios of fat, protein, and carbs that you should consume. Myself, I am. Uh, if I do a metabolic typing test, I come as there's three sort of results you can get. I come up as a protein type, and a protein type is someone that does a lot better on more protein and more fat. So when I get up tomorrow, um, I'm going to have um, a couple beef patties with tomato and mustard, and then I'm going to have some nuts. That's all I'm going to have. And they were cooked in organic butter. So it's organic, organic beef, pan fried with organic butter. And I'm going to have some nuts. So I will really have no carbs until I'm done my workout tomorrow. And that, and not everybody would eat like that if they want to know what's the best food combinations for them. Uh, and if they want to know what the best food combinations are, just take off your clothes your body's going to let you know if your diet's working for you or not. I'm not going to take off my shirt here on, on the show, Jesse, but my body was telling me two weeks ago that I got to get off the tacos. Like I was getting some fat around the waist, a little muffin top around the belly button. Uh, blood wasn't getting down to the legs. Nothing was looking as good as it should. So I just said, I hear you, body. I'm working with you. No more tacos. So I've been taco free for, I don't know, about 10 days. <laughs> That's awesome. So Angeline here is asking, does your test account for age and hormone changes? Um, absolutely. I mean, the, the hormone changes that, you know, you're going to go through, um, they can be natural cycles, like say a, a female's period, but our hormones can be really affected by what we eat as well. Like if we spike our blood sugar, like for example, let's say you have a coffee. There's no sugar in the coffee or very little sugar in the coffee. But when you have the coffee, you activate the fight or flight because the caffeine's a poison. One of the reactions of the fight or flight system is that the body's afraid. It wants to run. It thinks there's a there's an intruder, but it's actually just caffeine. It's not a physical intruder, but it's the same response. So when you activate the fight or flight through the infusion of caffeine poison, the liver is actually a big bag of sugar. And one of the reactions when you're in the fight or flight is that the liver contracts and squeezes out a whole bunch of blood sugar into your bloodstream. 
So now when you do that, that blood sugar becomes in excess and how your body reacts to excess blood sugar is to produce extra estrogen. It actually converts the ex excess sugar into saturated fat and estrogen to protect yourself from the excess sugar. Sugar is very damaging. It's an acid. So there's a lot of magic tricks in the body. Converting excess sugar into androgenic hormones or, or hormones like estrogen or saturated fat is one of the tricks that the body can do. So be aware that the hormone cycles in your body can also be heavily affected by your diet, especially sugar or fear. Any tips on how people can heal their gut and detox their liver? Oh yeah, absolutely. If they were looking to detox, number one, if, if someone needs like a really quick liver detox, and I would always suggest this detox method when you're really healthy, it's the coffee enema. And you want to go online and maybe uh, look up, maybe Dr. Andrew Kaufman has a very good uh, breakdown of, of how to conduct a coffee enema. And because the caffeine does not feel like, hey, you said coffee's bad. When it's done rectally and done right, and it's not Tim Hortons, and it's not Starbucks, uh, you know, in the coffee bucket, there's no Starbucks going up your rectum. Okay, it's a special type of coffee. So before you like, before you don't do it because you're afraid to have a little hose sticking, you know, in your rectum, just know that the caffeine goes in the bowel. And then you lie on your right side, which exposes what's called the portal vein that goes from the bowel up to the liver. And the liver does not like caffeine. So when it, it gurgles up and you can feel it, once it hits the liver, the, the uh, liver has a little bit of a spasm and it literally like poops its own toxic load into the portal vein. And then you poop out what came out. Wow. So it's a very, very effective way to get to the liver. Now it's very good for cancer patients, like the Gerson therapy really advises it. But the fact of the matter is don't wait till you're really sick. Like I did one yesterday and I had my sciatica that I get sometimes is not sciatica. It's the liver using the sciatic nerve to transfer, to, like communicate with me that there's a problem. There's many organs that don't have nerves in the body. And if they get into trouble, it will hijack the next nerve over to tell you there's a problem. So you've heard of people saying if they have strokes, their shoulder hurts or they have a heart attack, their arm hurts. You've heard of that, Jesse? Yeah, and they smell burnt toast or something. Yeah, you can have all kinds of weird neurological systems because if you're having a heart attack, there's no nerves in your heart. So it, there's no, it can't generate pain but it still has to communicate you with it. There's a problem. So when a an organ that doesn't have a nerve gets in trouble, it will hijack sort of the next nerve over to let you know there's a problem. So for me, my liver is always hijacking my sciatic nerve and driving pain down my left leg. And I'm like, crap, my liver is in trouble. Maybe too many tacos. I'm not too sure. Maybe not enough water. But given all the drugs I did, and bad food I ate when I was a kid and all the alcohol, I would imagine my liver is almost primed for a transplant. So I got to be very careful. So when I get the sciatic pain, I know it's time for a coffee enema. And I did one yesterday and the pain's gone today. Tie my shoes, don't feel any pain. 
and it might be back in a week, but I got enough coffee, um, you know, so I can always do one maybe once a week and keep the liver clean. And if they want to heal the gut, there's, there's like rotation diet protocols that are in the book, how to eat, move and be healthy. And that's the way you heal the gut, a rotation diet that's listed in that book, how to eat, move and be healthy. So here, uh, Deborah says coffee is a diuretic. You'll empty your colon in a clean sweep. But that's if you do it rectally. You're not actually poisoning yourself by putting no, it through your system. There's very little caffeine. I don't know if they've ever measured it. It might be five milligrams, maybe you know between three and five milligrams that might get into your bloodstream when you do it rectally. So it's, Some, that's what you're trying to prevent. It's going into your blood. Yeah, you don't want it digested, right? And of course, there, there's not a lot of digestion happening in the colon because everything's already digested. So the colon and the bowel don't have digestive capability. They don't have massive absorption capability. It's more of a waste disposal area. You don't. The body's designed perfectly. It's not going to reabsorb your own poop back into your in your blood. Uh, what about lack of stomach acids to break down your food? And that's something I think I struggle with. My chiropractors got me on some digestive enzymes and stuff, saying I'm a bit bloated. And uh, it seems like I, since I've been on these digestive enzymes, you know, it actually has been helping me. Yeah, absolutely. Like the pancreas is is the organ that usually helps with the digestive enzymes. And then if you if the foods are processed, natural foods come with the digestive enzymes. And then if you eat processed food, like we do when we're kids up here in Canada, Jesse, the processed foods don't have the enzymes. So the pancreas has to give up its own load. And someone can eat so many processed food that you empty out your pancreas of the digestive enzymes, you can break it. So that's why it's important to eat live foods along with like, I'm not going to eat any live foods tomorrow morning, but I will eat some live foods after my workout so that I can get the proper uh, digestive enzymes that come along with nature's bounty. It, that's very important. And a lot of people have poor digestion because they drink liquid during their meals. That's an absolute no, no. That's what you're supposed to only drink your liquid between your meals or your hydrochloric acid will be diluted and then you won't get the proper digestion. And that can also lead to parasite infections. Cause if you're having a hamburger down at some place that you shouldn't be eating like Montana's or, uh, you know, Ponderosa, let's go back in time a little bit there. <laughs> Eastside Mario's or something like that. There's probably some parasitical eggs in, in your hamburger cause it's non-organic. It's not taken care of properly. And if you're having, you know, a beer with your hamburger, the hydrochloric acid gets diluted and then those eggs make it down. The hydrochloric acid is there to kill the eggs. But if you're always drinking liquid with your meal, you don't, you don't have the proper concentration to kill the free riders that are coming in on the food. So I'll take little sips of water when I'm drinking, just the tiniest sips. But if someone's chugging liquid, that can also inhibit a proper digestion. And the reason I know so much about this, I started as a, a Czech, Czech certified health and nutrition coach. It's just easier to mind control someone just to eat properly than try to teach them.
Yeah, that makes total sense. So Angeline says uh, she started having kidney and liver struggles from working out because of what was breaking down from her muscles. She's very thin. Um, her chiropractor muscle tester and she needs calcium to balance. Any idea what is going on? She's almost 40. I would. The first thing there is coffee. No, first she's, thing she's allergic to beans so she doesn't drink any coffee. this is my girlfriend angeline so okay so yeah i could i could look at her case if if you're having the breakdown you're having trouble in the liver and the uh and the kidneys yeah How so he's, he's, he's saying that there was some kind of possible uh uh parasites or something in the muscles that once she started working out it released it and then you know it ended up you know causing some infection into her body any tea are you drinking any teas uh she does drink teas but not very often are they caffeinated i'm not sure about that uh, check check for check for any caffeinated teas because kidney and liver are usually dehydration based issues and you don't always have to have a diuretic you don't always have to have coffee uh caffeinated teas will do do the same sort of job and if you're working out how's your water intake uh, if someone's doing marathons or long distance running, long distance biking, you can get, you can basically get a bloodstream as thick as ketchup. I would have to look over her, her complete file, but liver and kidney issues, uh, the dehydration is the first thing I would address or try to address. You said it was making acid, not parasites. I got, I guess I got that mixed up. So <laughs> it's good. It's good. They have the communication there. <laughs> yeah. So it's making acid. So the breaking down of the, uh, of the muscles. Yeah. But she's working, working out that somehow he said it was releasing acid or something into her, into her system. It, it shows like a high stress metabolism. So there might be a need to reach out to a spiritual healer, potentially like um, Paul Lindertz. He's the one who wrote uh, The Root Cause of Cancer, but he's a great spiritual healer. It might be, you could be active. Basically, the fight or flight system seems to be overactive. She's had lots of issues throughout her life with she's, you know, celiac, she's got scoliosis, so she's gluten free, dairy free, uh, she can't eat beans, she can't eat asparagus, she can't eat a lot of things that she didn't know earlier on that's caused her a lot of issues. But, you know, for the last, you know, five or six years, she's been, you know, kind of eating a lot more healthier depending on what her system is so she's trying to figure this stuff all out yeah i think just try to get healthy um watch the wi-fi wi-fi is notorious for causing problems like that too like if your house isn't hardwired like my computer tonight is hardwired um you got to make sure that the wi-fi isn't drowning the system and interfering with the cellular communication so you just go down like a punch list and you can get everything you need to address and Paul Check's book, How to Eat, Move, and Be Healthy. Okay, sweet. So let's uh, pivot a little bit. Uh, you moved to Mexico. What's uh, that been like? Uh, what's going on? You've got a great tan. You're, you're looking <laughs> very, very healthy. Yeah, Mexico is great. I haven't moved here permanently, but I did arrange for the Mexican residency. The thing about being able to read the tea leaves and knowing who, what group you're dealing with, very old group, they're very... Um, inept they always uh, do the same tricks over and over again so if you research them you sort of know what's coming so in may of 20 in may of 2021 
I went and applied at the Ottawa Embassy for per, uh, temporary Mexican residency, which means I can stay down here as long as I want. So I've, I've been down here since October. Um, you know, it's, it's more of a wait and see approach. I haven't given up on Canada, but for Canadians to back get their, I mean, if they're going to save themselves, they got to cover a lot of ground in a short amount of time. So, uh, what was it like, you know, traveling? Did you have to use Aeromexico or were you able to, you know, get through the airport fine in Canada? Well, yeah. I mean, this is what, I mean, Canadians are easily kind of duped a little bit. Like when you get in the airport, basically I got out before any of the paperwork was really required, but um, <laughs> I can't really reveal. Where there's a will, there's a way. Let's put that. And you can definitely travel back and forth between the countries and the people at the airport know it's illegal. And you'd be very surprised if you bought a ticket and entered an airport, which many Canadians won't do because the TV told them you got to have this and that. Trust me, when you get to the airport, no one's asking nothing to get out of here. Are you close to Ixtapa at all? Um, a friend of ours, Dr. Daryl Wolf, has got a healing center there, and he's actually moved his whole, you know, kind of uh, business or his whole practice and everything he does to Mexico permanently. Yeah, I mean, I, I've I had a friend come here and then go see uh, Dr. Wolf and do his. He was there for a week or something, and the healing centers down here are absolutely fantastic. You can walk in and order anything stem cells vitamin c drips like what whatever is in canada where you need like a prescription or a doctor you just walk in here and just demand it and it's absolutely fantastic what's also odd down here in mexico is that the pharmacies are not by prescription you can walk in and get oxy you can get <laughs> like uh all vicodin, the vicodin yeah, yeah vicodin is right out on that like on a billboard and the fact is, no one cares. Like, no one, you don't see drug addicts. I'm sure they're around. But basically in Mexico, too, is the minimum wage is five bucks a day for, for some, you know, for the, for the laborers. People don't have the money for the Vicodin. They, they, they have to get to work. And there's no unemployment, right? You don't work in Mexico, you're dead. So they don't have time for this nonsense. And, and it's, that's what pushes it to the right. It pushes the whole society to the right. Like, and no one's begging for money in Mexico. Like when, when me and my friends go to like, say tomorrow, we're going to a surfing village to spend the day. When you had a stoplight, no one begs for money. They come out, they're juggling, they're breathing, they're doing the fire, they're breathing the fire. I, I've, that, you got to hustle here to live because there's no safety net. I know friends back there in Canada, 2000 bucks a month sitting around, you know, to the left, <laughs> to the left. They're all left leaning now because they're like, why should I work? The government did that purposely to, to the population, made them so lazy that it's easy to install a socialist dictatorship because you're already there. You're already there. Down here in Mexico, it has a big buffer because you can't shut down any shops here in Mexico. Why? Because there's no unemployment. There's actually no way to get the people the money. There's the, like, you can't get it to them. 
and and the services, the programs don't exist anyway. Plus, in Mexico, you can't shut down the businesses. Why do you think that? Why do you think you can't so, shut? There's, there's there's so many of them. No, because when you pay rent in Mexico, you pay extra rent to certain groups. Oh yeah, the, the cartels. And someone's like, someone's like, oh, that's so bad. I'm like, no, it's not, because you can't have a dictator come in and say there was a guy about four hours north of here paid a big envelope, tried to do the vaccine passports. He was dead by six o'clock. He started it at nine. He was dead by six. A mayor of a town did not make it home. I told that to a government official in Canada. You know what he said? Sounds like paradise. <laughs> wow. That's yeah, pretty phenomenal. Right. And the, and the average Canadian, and I can speak to this because I'm Canadian. They're like, oh, that's so dangerous. I'm like, you're saying your government's not dangerous. You better stop watching the TV because you're under mind control. Your government's the most dangerous on the planet is what, what's going down. Everybody's like, it's going to be okay. It's not going to be okay until you watch pseudoology, the art of lying, and understand your, your TV is a bona fide documented military weapon. That's, that's what you have to start understanding. So on that topic, um, do you feel safe there? Do you ever have you ever felt a little bit uneasy, or is things just wonderful and you're having the time of your life? It's paradise having the time. Of my life. And Canadians don't like to hear that. Like, yo, you bastard, yo, you effing bastard. You know, why aren't you up here with us, goddamn snow, <laughs> rest of us? Because I don't want to be. Because I knew this was coming ten years ago. Because I planned for it. Because I know what to do. I don't sit there hoping someone else is going to make my life better. I made a move. I took a risk. I did a gamble. It might not be good tomorrow. It might not be good in three months, but it's been really good for six months. And that's how you have to live your life. I don't know how long I'm going to live. I might be dead in a year, right? You ever listen to my podcast? I could be assassinated anytime. <laughs> that's what uh, us, anybody that's speaking out against the system, that's the risks that we all take because you know they've been you know that's something that they've been targeting anybody that you know has enough of a a, a a following that's not following into their footsteps yeah yeah exactly the the group behavior right they want everybody to walk lockstep with the narrative but um i think there's some benefits to COVID. you know like living your life day to day i used to plan my life i'll be this when i'm 55 and retire at 60 and you know watch movies till i'm dead um, I no, that's not how my life. You know what I'm living like now, Jesse? I got a bag of uh, clothes. That's all I own. That's it. <laughs> and I'm gonna go where the wind takes me, or where the freedom, where the freedom takes me. That's are where I'm gonna go. Are you much happier now? Uh, you know, if, if I were to tell people how happy I was, they would just hate me even more, Jesse. <laughs> they really would, because you know something about human behavior. They want you to suffer alongside of them. You know, to be part of the, you know, being happy today is a small group, right? And the way human herd behavior works is you have to hate the, the small group to pay homage to the bigger group that you're in, right? You have to show your loyalty to the bigger group or you might not be let in. So, you know, the itty bitty shitty committee is, is the main group 
back in Canada, then, you know, the negative Nellies, you know? So I can't, if I were to tell you how happy I was, I just get a bigger X on my back, but that's just a testament to the way psychology of the human, human being works. They're afraid they're what they want the most, Jesse, they're the most afraid of. Uh, Joyce is asking, is your family there with you? My family is not here with me. There's a long story about that, but they have visited and they will visit again. I lived in Cancun 20 years ago and, uh, I was, you know, kind of living the time of my life there. The little mafia cartel guys, they wanted half of my money. I, I told them to go F themselves. I was pretty young, rough and tough and uh, got into some kerfuffles. And they told a couple, uh, I was taking people a VIP to the nightclubs and making money through the restaurants and all that kind of stuff. And I had a, a few bouncers tell me they're looking for you with this. And that was it. Next day I was out. But come to think of it, if I would have just gave them, you know, what they wanted, I was, I had, my pockets were so full every single day that I had, but because of my ego, because of, you know, uh, what do you mean? Somebody wants my money? I don't think so. And, you know, it, it changed me and I had to ended up having to leave. It was a paradise there. Yeah. And, and basically too, I mean, you just moved back to Canada where they take half your money anyway, Jesse. So <laughs> I, I don't, I don't really see the difference except they're shaking you down in the suits up there and it's, you know, taxed off your paycheck or you have to remit it through HST or uh, provincial tax or federal tax re uh, remittance. It's the same crew. It's the same policy, but you're more protected paying the thugs that were, were hounding you than you'd ever be. I mean, they're, they're taking you your 50% of your money in Canada, weaponizing it and then trying to euthanize you with your own money. That's an extremely dangerous situation. If you would have paid the guys down here, you would have been free to do whatever you want, plus protection for whatever you wanted to do. Plus, you just phone them. Like, I need this. I need that. They'd be like, I'll be right over. <laughs> you don't get that service from your federal MP or your MPP in Ontario. Yeah, exactly. I, I thought about that a lot, you know, over. But at the time, that was, you know, my, my, my pathway. Um, you were just at some kind of a retreat, um, Max Egan, Andy Kaufman, you met a bunch of people. Could you tell us about, you know, what, what, what went on there and how, how that was? Well, that is Jeff Berwick, the dollar vigilante. That is his annual, I think this is the seventh or eighth year. It's called Anarchapoco. So it's uh, anarchy and Acapulco put together as a word. It's in Acapulco, Mexico. And I went in 2020, I spoke uh, at Anarchapoco in 2020 on mind control and things that I've talked about already on, on your show. And I went back today, uh, this year as a participant, just about five weeks ago, had the absolutely best time. I can't tell you how much fun I had or how many growth experiences I had or the smiles on my face. I mean, um, I walked through the crowd there and in comparison to say walking in the street of Canada, hometown, Cornwall, Ontario, Canada, where people are like, where's your mask? And you fucking anti-vaxxer, <laughs> you know, all that stuff that they, they're always yelling and screaming at me. If I go, well, they don't really yell and scream, but it's under their, it's under their breath. 
No one's going to ever start a fight with me in my own hometown. Uh, they know better than that. But when you when you walk in uh, a tr the truth a group of about 600 people, I mean, it feels good, Jesse, because people are like, uh, oh, you're Jason Kristoff. Can I have a picture with you? Can I buy you dinner? I love your podcast. I love your work. And I must have got that 20 times at Anarchapoco. And you know what feels good, Jesse? That feels good. That feels good that you know people are reading your work, watching your work, appreciate what you're doing. And then you, I meet, and then I'm going up to people up the ladder, like Dr. Andrew Kaufman, Dr. Rashid Batar, Max Eigen, uh, James Patrick, the producer of uh, uh, Planet Lockdown. These people were all there. Hannah Maria, um, you know, and, and when I introduce the, myself to them, that feels good too. And especially when they say, don't worry, we know, like there's a couple of places where I didn't have access to the full Anarchapoco experience. When I came to the door, they said, just walk at, walk in. We know who you are. Now that feels good. Yeah, that's amazing. And Hannah Maria was our very first um, guest on the missing link. And We've had Maxi in a couple times, uh, reached out to Jeff Berwick, um, had a little contact, but I just emailed again yesterday and definitely looking to get uh, Andy Kaufman and uh, Rashid Batar on the missing link as well. Yeah, and it's so good. It was in the jungle this year, so that used to be at a hotel uh, the last two years, and there was too many restrictions at the hotel with the masks as no one, no one is pro mask in this freedom movement. So we had it out in the jungle at a special sort of uh, secret garden. It held 600 people. It was all the native inhabitants of that particular jungle that was working the resort. Um, it was 30 degrees every day, sunny, great food, all enlightened people. And the speakers were absolutely fantastic. I definitely endorse if anybody wants to have an enlightening experience. And I met so many amazing people, so many lovely people. Just open your heart rate up and you can relax and be yourself. Uh, I would definitely endorse Anarchapoco 2023. I'll be seeing you there. I'll be going back next year as well. So is it a, a weekend, a week, like, uh, like how, how long is it? And like, is it, is it in one hotel where everybody stays in the same place or? Well, basically the great thing about it, there's like VIP ticket and it might seem leaving myself. I'm like, Oh, that uh, seems maybe a little bit high, but when you get there, they give you free breakfast, three, free lunch. It's five days. You see all the best speakers. Like these speakers were absolutely fantastic. Life-changing knowledge. And there's a shuttle. So I stayed at a hotel, but they, they would shuttle me back and forth to the secret garden. And the shuttle goes all day and all night because there's VIP parties, there's private parties, there's, there's regular parties, and it goes all night. So I would go home to the hotel and change, get on the private shuttle, go back to the secret garden. And then there was an ending. The last night was a regular party at, had to be, for bars, as bars go, it was the most beautiful bar. I've, it was on the cliffs of uh, Acapulco, looking over the sunset. There's pools. People were in the pool swimming in the middle of the night. Um, alcohol was served. But, of course, many of the truthers do not drink. But it was just a fantastic gathering the whole time. Perfect way to end it. 
And the picture that you saw with myself and Max Eigen, that was at the VIP dinner. You got to pay a little bit extra to go. But I ran into so many uh, amazing people there. I ran into Oliver Stone's son, Sean Stone. He was the first one to ever interview me. So, of course, he didn't uh, remember anything about me. But I said, look, Sean, I've done about 200 interviews ever since. Thanks for getting me going in the right direction. And people, it was the worst interview I ever gave because I didn't look at the camera. I was always, people, and people said, oh, this guy's high. Get him off the stage or get him off the, you know, get him off the show. But I wasn't high. I was just wasn't used to looking at the camera and talking to the camera. But um, yeah, I had a great time. I, I heavily endorse Anarchapoco, Jeff Berwick, the dollar vigilante. Amazing. So uh, what's your take on uh, what's happening in the world right now? Well, they're going to throw everything they got at us. <laughs> we all know what that means. <laughs> they're going to come with the war and they're going to try and grind some strong alpha males into hamburger patty, which is very long ongoing agenda to rid them rid the world of alpha males they're going to cause some economic uh, upheaval they're going to cause some food shortages they're going to try and ban cars go to electric cars ban meat get us eating crickets um they're going to throw everything they got at us and if you want to protect yourself and stay a couple of uh, steps ahead so that you can anticipate where they're going to go because if you know where they're going sometimes you can hedge your best bets in the crypto market you can hedge your bets in the, in the precious metals market and the stock market. You can switch countries to stay ahead of them. Um, if you want to stay ahead of them, you have to have your prefrontal cortex on. And you got to stop watching TV. You got to get healthy. Start with that Paul Check book, How to Eat, Move, and Be Healthy, so that you can read the tea leaves properly and dodge and weave where you need to dodge and weave. So I, uh, you know, kind of wanted to get into the crypto market years ago. I tried, couldn't get money in and out, couldn't figure it out. And then finally I did, um, you know, maybe last uh, September, October, um, opened up a few different accounts. One got hacked and then I was fished and another, I had some and I posted this online and then I got hammered by the truthers saying, you are, you're just supporting this crypto market. That's what they want is this digital currency. And I was getting hammered, but I was just trying to share information to, for people to watch out for this, not to happen to them. But, you know, I, uh, I got hammered by quite a few people because I've invested into crypto and uh, what's your thoughts on the crypto and, you know, people thinking that they're looking to have this digital cashless society and investing in it be just being a part of, you know, their globalized plan? Well, basically, you got to hedge your bets all the way around. My my belief on the crypto markets is it a slush fund for the global elite. So when they need a quick couple billion dollars to bribe people, they have positive news about crypto drives it up. They sell at the top, they crash it, they buy at the bottom, and you get you can get a 20 to 30% spread really easy in the crypto market and make billions of dollars overnight by controlling the media. But And they used to do the same thing in the stock market, but the spread isn't big enough anymore. Um, crypto, you can get the spread going 20, 30 points in either direction on, you know, on, on a monthly basis. So I think it's a slush fund for the ruling 1%. But that doesn't mean you can't play their game and pull out the money you need and use the same system, like 
you can you can use it the same way they use it. So if you're going to invest in crypto, number one, there are privacy coins that could really add some privacy to your monetary assets. So Monero and Pirate Chain are the, are the big two there. And you don't want to put all your money in crypto, but let's say you put 100 grand in right now and the crypto market is probably going to drop to about 30,000 Canadian for Bitcoin in probably the next six weeks. And I tell people, if you want to just make some money in crypto, get an account. And if you're Canadian, you probably want to get it at CoinSquare or maybe Coinbase in the US or um, there's, there's other places that um, look for an exchange where you can take your money, you can take your cash back into your account with very little fees. CoinSquare has some pretty big fees for moving, selling your Bitcoin into cash and then putting the cash back in the account. But if you don't want to put all your money in there, but let's say this, you get an account and you fund it, which means you have cash in the account. Place a buy order for Bitcoin at about 28,000 Canadian. And it will get there one time this year. So what that means is, say you have $10,000 and you put a buy order in it, a Bitcoin for 28,000. When it goes to 28,000, your 10,000 will be sucked out of your cash account and turned into Bitcoin at the $28,000 level. And then what you want to do is put a sell order in right after that at about 50,000. And it'll take you about 60 days to get there. And you, the sale will be automatic, which means when the uh, Bitcoin price gets to 50,000, your Bitcoin uh, order that you bought at 28,000 will be liquidated. You would have nearly doubled your money. And now instead of 10,000 in your account, now you have about 19,000. And then you do the same thing again. Put a, put a buy order in, 30,000 Canadian. And then it'll get there in some sometime three, within three months of the time you put it in, and then you sell it again. You just keep doubling. You might double it two, three times a year. Never buy on an up market. Always sell, always sell on the up market. Never buy. So you buy low, you sell high. It's an old phrase, but you apply it in the Bitcoin market, and you can use the Bitcoin market to double your money. And then there's nothing wrong with that because you're going to take the money out. You're going to go buy some guns and ammo, a couple of shotguns. You're going to get an. Um, you're going to get a generator for your house that runs on natural gas. You're going to buy some gold and silver. You hedge your bets. You might even have a private plane take you to Mexico to get you some paperwork, so so you can travel the world freely. So what you want to do is you take the money that you that you make in very, you just want to hedge your bet, uh, bets. You want to make sure that you cover as many bases as possible, knowing that there's a good, there's, there's a chance that you might not bring any of your bets home. They could attack that hard, but it's better to have some gold and silver, some gold and silver mining stocks, some cryptocurrency. You have some guns and some ammo. You have a couple chest freezers. You have a, um, a generator, you got some solar, you know, maybe you have a couple passports, you have one passport in uh, one European country, you have another Mexican passport, you have a Canadian passport, and then maybe you contact Freedom, Freedom, I think it's called Freedom Airlines, 
where they can fly you regardless of your vaccination status. If you want me to give you that airline, they can fly you anywhere in the world privately. That's uh, good advice. Uh, a lot of people are still talking about the Nasera Jacera. Like here, Michelle B says 17% flat tax Nasera Jacera is here. Any thoughts on the Nasera Jacera? Have you, you know, kind of heard about it or is this? I've, kind of I've, I've heard about it. Um, you could, I have not investigated. That's probably, the, I get the impression. Okay. Tell me what it is so I don't stick my foot in my mouth. Make sure uh, I, I know exactly what it is. That's uh, supposedly the new quantum financial system that they're going to be gold-backed currency um, that they kind of want to put the, the world on. So, A gold-backed system would be great, and it would mean your gold asset, like if uh, probably go up tenfold. So I have, I have uh, good investments in mining stocks, gold, uh, silver, and uranium. I also have hard asset gold and silver. So again, it's just a hedged bet. I mean, I this this month is the only time I showed a profit on my mining stocks, and I've had them for two years. Wow! This, I, it was, this week is the only time they broke even. Uh, plus, like I only, I couldn't believe it. It was in the green, usually <laughs> in the red. So obviously, with the the panic, but but that's what gold and silver. They've always been hedges against disaster or hedges against corruption or hedges against inflation. That's why I bought them over the past two years. And now that all this is in a full gallop, they, they'll probably double. But say like my crypto holdings, I mean, I bought Bitcoin when it was seven grand, right? And it got up to 80 grand, a uh, seven grand American, I think. 70, yeah. Um, uh like two years ago, uh, the stocks that I had had uh, doubled for my initial investment, and now they're down 85%. So I'm at a loss now. You know, I'm at 15% uh, of it, what it was two years ago. So I'm just at one of those. And same with cryptos. At one point, you know, I was up and now everything is down. Um, so I'm just kind of holding on and just Hopefully that all this stuff goes up. I'm not one of those buy low, sell highs. I just buy a bunch and if ride it until you know I need to take it out. Yeah, and that's that's another good thing about the dollar vigilante and Jeff Berwick. Not that uh, I don't know him personally. It's very hard to find that man personally and talk to him personally. He's not a you know he's not available too much at at the conference, but his company, the Dollar Vigilante has a free newsletter, which you can get by dropping your email in there. But he has a paid su subscription where he gives us the buy and sell orders uh, for our crypto and the new crypto coins that are going to be up and coming. And I've always made money with Jeff Berwick. And he also gives the mining stock tips and he gives portfolio ratios of how much cash to hold, how much mining stocks to hold, how much gold and silver to hold and what portions and how much crypto to hold and what sort of crypto to hold. And I followed it and I've always been, I've, you know, always been up. Sometimes I've been up dramatically and fallen back down, but I've always been up. So if anybody wants a good leader in that department, not that I uh, get any benefit from pushing Jeff Berwick, but go to the dollar vigilante. I think it's com. Maybe even just drop your email in for the free newsletter and you'll get some explanations about his other services here and there and just sort of get to know that 
um, you know, there's a good chance his recommendations are going to fly because he's big into the privacy coins as well. You can't uh, control privacy coins. You can't ban them. You can't even find them. <laughs> That's why you can't ban them. <laughs> um, what's your thoughts on the Russia situation? And, uh, you know, are, are they liberating the Ukraine? And are they doing the exact opposite of what the media is saying? Are they, are they found these bio labs? Or is this just more theater to keep the circus monkeys, you know, kind of entertained while they, you know, tell everybody how bad it was to inject this demon juice into them? Well, if you understand the people we're dealing with and how long they've been doing these tricks, and if you don't know, you want to go see a new documentary from David Whitehead. I don't know if you've had him on. He'd be a great couple, guest. A couple, couple weeks ago, we just had him on. Right. Okay. So the cult of the medics, cult of the medics is the documentary you want to go see. We'll explain how old this crew is. So part of their tricks is controlling both sides and then accomplishing various different goals by controlling both sides. And one of the big goals is this group have had failures in the past. They've lost some big battles. And when they track their big battles, they're big data miners. They even back thousands of years ago, they're like, we lost that one. We lost that one. And they write everything down. They analyze it to the nth degree. And they've always lost to strong men. So the, the majority of wars that you've seen in your lifetime and in the history books, they'll be manipulated. But the majority of wars have been orchestrated by the same group. So they would set up the countries, which are fake. The borders are fake and the flags are fake and the leaders are fake, but they're all controlled by one group. And so the, the agreement is, hey, Jim, you get the strongest guys from your area. We'll dress them in the red uniforms. I'll get the guys from my area and I'll get the strongest guys and I'll dress them in the blue. And we'll pretend we're going to set up a fight, okay? And what we're really trying to do is just get rid of all the strong guys. And so you can go back to, say, when the American Civil War or where the Brits used to fight the French. And I picked this out when I was in grade four in St. John's, Newfoundland, where I went to school. The We would have these history books, and there'd be a lineup of blue uh, suited soldiers here in a lineup of red and they'd stand 20 feet apart musket volley at each other and I'm like hold on a second are we trying to kill everybody here or someone trying to win and the teacher who's brainwashed himself you know no no this is a gentleman's war and I'm like this is an idiot's war this is me in grade four this is a moron's war like what, what are you trying to kill all the men? Because that's all that's going on here. I said, if you really wanted to win the war, where's the guerrilla warfare? Where's hiding in the rocks and slitting people's throats in the middle of the night? You know? Oh, no, no. They, that's what they would do. I'm like, you're not seeing what I'm seeing. So you could, this has been going on so long that people don't even question it anymore. But that's what the school system is for. So you just repeat this repetitive liaria. And you don't understand that most of these wars, so this war now, because I have friends 
in the Ukraine and they're trying to get out of the across the border and they're getting turned the, the women and children are allowed to leave and the men are getting recycled back in. And the Ukraine now is also giving financial incentives, and I bet we'll find out that's from the WEF, that they're giving financial incentives to bring men from other countries. There's gonna be a there's gonna be a slaughterhouse. And it's the same slaughterhouse mentality as any other war. What they're trying to do is get a lot of the strong men and the strong gene lines eliminated. And once that happens, the women and the children will be raped and taken advantage of forever plus a day. And this is the dream of the group we're dealing with. The, the, this group is, is a type of evil you're never going to understand until you, re, you know they're going to be right in your living room and then you're going to know you got bamboozled. So you have to be very, very careful about you have to take reprogramming yourself seriously is it's your obligation your responsibility to be clean so that god's brain can work inside your skull so you can see evil by their fruits you shall know them but that only works if your frontal lobe is active that's why world war three is war on your frontal lobe so great awakening, great reset. You got lots of people awakening. You got the great reset. What's happening in that, you know, scale? You know, is one tipping towards the other? Is, you know, it's kind of the same, two sides of the same bird, just like the rights and the left? Once it's like it's like the battle between death and life on this planet. It's It's becoming so obvious that the whole, there's this bisecting of, the whole spirit world. You're either on the side of life or you're on the side of death. Because you need life to manifest death and you need death to manifest life. No one can blast each other off the planet. One life force, one electrical force, whether life or death, they cannot exist onto themselves. You have to have both. They're just trying to refine their balance. And people are taking sides. Unknowingly, a lot of people are going to the death cult side. If you push the poison under your skin, you push the poison under your children's skin, you know, you're drinking wine and coffee and brainwashing yourself into oblivion back into the Stone Age with your screen time. You've an initiated member of the death cult, unfortunately. You just can't see it because everybody else is doing the same thing that you're doing. So I just see it as this constant universal battle between life and death. It's just ongoing. It's perpetual. And right now, you you know, if you can take a pick. What, what are you going to choose? You're going to choose death? Or are you going to choose life? I choose life. I choose to live my life now one month at a time. I don't think about the future. I'm living my life to the fullest every day. Some people used to say that, live your life to the fullest every day. And now I am. I know what that means. Because I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. And I'll tell you, Jesse, I've never enjoyed my life more. That's the one thing about this bullshit liaria psyop that we're in. I've never, ever had, I've never enjoyed my life more than I enjoy it now. Reminds me of a poem that I wrote when I got all the craziness. I went back to adult upgrading school and the first poem I ever wrote, it goes, what's inside? My heart beats fast as I think about life. I think about what's in store. I think about all the good and the bad things that life has brought so far. What I came to realize is that life goes on no matter what you say or do. 
So live every day to its fullest and all your hopes and dreams will come true. Absolutely beautiful. And a great and a great way to, you know, come close to ending the the conversation. And like I've been down in Mexico on a boat with all my friends, swimming in the blue water, having great food. And we all look at each other and said, if it wasn't for this liaria, none of us would be here. We'd still be in Canada in the snow. You know, working sort of habits or having habits or cycles of living that weren't serving us. But we did. I didn't really know until I had something to compare it to. And, and, and now I'm not poo-pooing my old life, but sometimes God gives a crisis to get people moving in the right direction. So with this, uh, you know, kind of people doing this war, we've got the Great Awakening, we've got people a lot of empathetic, people are starting to not want to do these wars, they're kind of a, awakened so much to some of the stuff going on in, in you know, the hopes of it. Um, they're going to need to have an enemy is the next enemy instead of, you know, humans fighting humans going to be this alien you know, kind of enemy that comes in and out comes the military industrial complex to protect us from these aliens, whether real or fake, because they have to continue on the war machine. Yeah, this this group, like I said, is going to throw everything in the kitchen sink at us uh, to divide us, to, to trick us into hurting ourselves or demanding our own enslavement. You know, it's that that cartoon where everybody's locked in the jail cell and they say, now I feel safe because, because that's how they work. They don't have any power. They have to trick us to give us, you know, they got to trick us so that we volunteer our power to, toward them where they abuse it and uh, abuse our energy and abuse our focus. So yeah, I can see everything from whatever. I mean, the alien sort of hologram trick would be, something that would be new it wouldn't be in their old bag of tricks i'm expecting their old bag of tricks first which is economic upheaval food shortages water problems electricity power outages um i'm expecting those in the in the next wave war is one of their favorites as well um so uh is there any you know freedom fighters militia army guys that you know, like, are there groups of people out there that are looking to take down these, these, these really evil, evil people that are doing this to us? Like, is there people that that are out there trying to to stop them? I don't think there's big militia groups right now trying to stop them, but the average person can go militia really quickly when they have nothing left to lose. That's why they'll always give the slaves their beer, their wine, their Netflix, their their cosme you know cosmetic surgeries, their Botox, their lip injections, their porn, just sports. to keep their sports, just to keep them sedated. But I think there will become a point where that won't work anymore, and uh, I think the average person can go militia uh, very very quickly, and I think that's what we need. We need literally uh, a very violent removal of government from our lives. Government doesn't benefit anybody. Government maintains their power by destroying ours as if our lives would not be better tomorrow if we woke up without government. And I think I think the cabal is going to make a misstep and uh, turn people into militiamen and women very, very quickly with the misstep. And that'll be their, their final take on this planet for a while. 
Uh, we interviewed Paul Cottrell yesterday for five hours and 20 minutes and ended up turning out to be supposed to be two hours into a, into a marathon. But uh, he was saying where, you know, the Canadians, you know, misstepped. He said everything was great. The trucker movement, the convoy, you know, they had everything kind of the government kind of, you know, at its knees. But when the, they brought in whatever the UN troops to, 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 do a little bit of violence, you know, and uh, started arresting them that where they should have pushed back, like the Boston Massacre, where they should have actually came and, and, you know, stepped in with the mass amounts of people to, you know, stop them is where this could have took a big turn for the change. And then you got other people on the other side of the fence saying they did it right by doing it. Love this would have gave them a reason to bring in the army, to bring in the militia, to bring in the martial law. And, you know, by them doing this, it makes them look like they got egg in their face. And a lot of people are awakened to them trying to take the money and doing this physical violence to peaceful, beautiful protesters. Well, I think eventually the, I think we'll get there. I think we'll get there in the right time where the people will stand up against the very small uh, numbers of police. And, and I, don't, I don't want violence on any uh, policeman or anybody in the militia or the, or the guard. I don't want, but if you're going to carry out illegal orders, immoral orders and unethical orders against a population that is, 10,000 times your size, you're playing with fire. And, and every sort of uh, officer will really have to start thinking things over because nowhere in history has the communist doctrine lived long enough to save people from the revenge of the public. So you will not be protected for f till the day you're in the grave. You will, you will have, you will be asked to pay, uh, for your for your sins for sure final thoughts any positive way we can leave this off give some people some hope oh i think there's i think there's lots of hope i think there's um the main things to understand is they psychologically manipulate us because they don't have the power to force us to do what they want us to do so the day you start understanding how you're psychologically manipulated is the day and if we get enough people on mass to start literally stop complying, this all ends. And the easiest way to do it is understand your TV is a military weapon and your two biggest weapons are alcohol and coffee. So the top three things you can do is address your screen time, stop watching the screen, or like maybe watch more, a couple more movie, movies. Watch, uh, let me just see. Um, I would advise to watch Pseudoology, The Art of Lying. And I know this is this documentary. Next one is made by Alex Jones and Infowars, but it's one of the best documentaries on mind control ever made. It's called State of Mind by Infowars. So watch those two uh, documentaries. Understand how you're uh, psychologically manipulated and how chemicals can upregulate that psychological manipulation. And understand their one-two punch for psychologically manipulating you in a chemical way is alcohol and caffeine. They use fear as well and understand TV and your movie screens are not there to entertain you. They're there to enslave you. Your life will suck if you spend 
even an hour a night in front of that thing because you'll have bad ideas about wealth, bad ideas about health, bad ideas about employment, about finances, about wealth. You, you just, you will not have, you will be living out lies as truth and lies cause pain and truth causes pleasure. And if you live out lies as truth, all you will get is pain. So make sure you start defragmenting your mental hard drive, getting away from the inverted programming and understand the government sees you as the enemy. The government used to see you as milking cattle. Now they see you as beef cattle and you might not understand when you walk in the grocery store that you, the cattle that you're buying in the beef section or even the carrot or the spinach, the profit is only realized upon the death. And the government knows that about you. So you start defending yourself appropriately, mentally get prepared, spiritually get prepared, do what you can, use what you have, start where you are, but do something and start pushing against this darkness with the energy inside yourself. You'll be happy in the end. That's beautiful advice. Thank you so much for your time. It's always a pleasure having you on here. You're such a wealth of knowledge and you know, you got your head and heart in the right place. I just wanted to bring up Marlene's comment because this is the first I've heard of this. Um, Alberta lifted the mandates uh, a long time ago no more Vax Pass. Uh, BC's lifting the mandates uh, and VP as of April 8th, healthcare workers are being given their jobs back that didn't have the injection. So this is some good news, um, maybe from the truckers or who knows what it is, but at least we've got some good it's, news. It's for the us. lawsuits. <laughs> it's the lawsuits, brother. There's a lot of lawsuits in, in the background and uh, there's going to be hell to pay. Uh, what's next for you? Um, do you? Your website at the bottom, how can they reach you if people need you know, your assistance? Yeah, if they want to reach me, they can reach me at um, Jason at freedomfromselfsabotage.com. I'm on Facebook under Jason Kristoff. My website is at the bottom of the screen, jkristoff.com. I have programs that use mind control, but in a positive way as a white magician to address many problems, weight loss, um, basically any form of self-abuse I can program right out of you. <laughs> If you if you think the uh, talk was entertaining, wait till you see one of my programs where I have access to video and PowerPoint presentation. I'll show you videos that will leave your jaw on the floor and you'll totally get it. I'll make you an expert in no time and uh, your life will get better. I guarantee it. If your life doesn't get better, we give you your money back. Well, I definitely need to take some of these programs you got going on. And uh, could you tell us about your radio show where they can hear you? Oh, yeah. My podcast is equally entertaining. <laughs> Just kind of a logical discussion of what's going on. Uh, it's not daily. It might be weekly or maybe every 10 days, but it's called The Psychology of Freedom. It is not under my name purposely, so the bots have a harder time finding me over there. It's on SoundCloud. Again, it's called The Psychology of Freedom psychology of freedom beautiful well enjoy your time in uh, mexico um keep doing what you're doing keep you know helping people educating them for freedom you're doing such a wonderful job you're such an amazing you know person and i'm glad to be able to you know have these discussions with you and call me call you my friend well it's a pleasure jesse you're doing great work i mean when you started getting people like ike on there i was like uh wayne's world we're not worthy we're not worthy you're doing a great job 
Thanks, brother. Thanks, everybody, for all your likes, comments, hearts, and shares. Um, next week on The Missing Link, we have Lee Camp. He just got axed from Russia Television, RT. Um, so he's going to talk about the, that journey. We've got uh, um, Christine Northrup and Corey Good on uh, March 16th. And then March 17th, we've got some ladies. We got Sachi Gold doing meditation. We got my girlfriend, Angeline. And we got Ellen Red, who, you know, connects with people spiritually. And then on uh, Saturday, we got Kent Hecken Lively, who's co-wrote books with Judy Mikovits and a bunch of other books and a bunch of other authors. So we got a really, really big week on The Missing Link next week. So again, thanks for all your likes, comments, and shares. And we'll see you all again on The Missing Link. Love inspiring new knowledge. And with the amazing Jason Kristoff, thanks so much for sharing your time with us, brother. Thanks, Jesse. Bye, everyone. <laughs>